0: Hey, good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Wednesday. Casey Justclair here with Coach Brian Colley. We've got a fun show coming your way today. We are one day closer uh, to the start of the football playoffs. We are officially at game day for girls basketball teams in our area. We have the Terrebonne Parish Jamboree today at HL Bourgeois starting at 6 o'clock. We've got the Lafouche Parish Jamboree at Thibodeau High School starting at 5.30. Um, So that's super exciting. And we've got a fun show coming your way. We're going to go to Thibodeau High School at noon. Um, I know you guys are saying Wednesday noon. What happened to BJ? BJ stiffed us, man. Dudes make the playoffs and then they, they, they start. Are you kidding me? Yeah, guys make the playoffs and then they start, you know, big time and the people that have been following them all season long, right? So BJ's not going to be with us today for those who are li- – look BJ they there are thousands of people who listen to this show on Wednesday only to hear you. Um you let down your entire Tarpon Nation today.
1: What he told you? Something stupid
0: about like district meetings or something like I mean, some lie he told like come on, man. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> yeah, but I get it now. No, it yeah. Is, yeah. We're,
0: we're completely joking. No. They have yeah. got district meetings. BJ uh will be with us tomorrow. Uh they got their district meeting. So they're going to name their district uh all district teams, district mvps all that good stuff. Um completely an excused absence. If you thought we were being serious early, we we were not. <laughs> um but we got Tony Clark in his spot at noon, and then we got Turtle at 12:15, and then we've got our mailbag after that. So, we've got a fun show coming your way today. And that'll allow us to thank our sponsors right out the top, the Blue Boot Foundation, Golden Motors, where price is priority, located on Highway 3235 35, and Cutoff, and Dufresne Building Materials. Experience the Dufresne difference with eight locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidell, Araby, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. It is football playoff time, and we cannot wait to see... Some of the results around the area, that'll be happening on Friday. Some of the results around the area and beyond, that'll be happening on Friday. Um, Weather could maybe be a factor. Uh, They do give a little bit of rain on Friday. I think by Friday night, it's supposed to be kind of washed out. Um, What I saw is more of like a Thursday night, Friday morning type of thing. Uh, The temperature for Friday in the 80s, dropping into the 60s at night should be beautiful weather. And we can't wait. Uh, it's going to be a great opportunity for a lot of our local teams. Um, the teams that are probably going to enjoy Friday night the most are Assumption, Ed White. Uh, the teams that are watching everybody else beat up each other. Uh, but we've got some some teams that are going to be competing in some high stakes action. And man, one of the things that stands out to me, especially in Division One, um, select and non-select, I think that some of these seeds are not right. <laughs> um, I think we can maybe see some upsets in some of these brackets. Usually the power rating numbers hold up, right? And we get like in the quarterfinals, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I don't think we're gonna necessarily see that in some of these brackets. I think we mentioned it yesterday. I think there's a great chance for Ponchatoula to beat Chalmette. That'd be a 23 over a 10. Um, I think there's a great chance for 22 West Wachita to maybe knock off in a number 11 Salmon. Um, we're hopeful that Thibodeau could go on the road and play Southside tough. North Shores is a really good team traveling to West Monroe. Great opportunity. I think some of these seeds... Um, may not hold true. I think we're going to see some teams seated in the 20s that are going to win. You go to the select side Division one. I, I could tell you right now, I think Rumble's going to beat Northwood of Shreveport. That's an 18 over 15. I think St. Aug, 22, is going to beat McKinley in 11. Um, I think there are going to be some upsets on Friday, and I'm very curious to see uh, exactly what that's going to look like by the time we get in the car, and it's Friday, and it's 10 o'clock, and we have all these scores reported.
1: Yeah, I'm pulling up the bracket right now. So you think Saint Aug? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think Saint Augustine, the number twenty two seed, is gonna beat McKinley on Friday.
1: Okay, yeah. I will I'll go with you there. What other one you said? Uh...
0: Um, I think Rumble's gonna beat Northwood of Shreveport. That's an eight all the way at the bottom, eighteen versus a fifteen.
1: Yeah, Rumble gotta travel up north.
0: Ain't gonna bother them. I'm sure some alum over there built a hotel in Shreveport just for this game. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> boy, you on fire right here. You... <laughs> uh,
0: I think in division one, non-select, I think Ponchatoula is going to beat Chalmette. And I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm
1: going with Chalmette on that one. You like Chalmette? Okay.
0: Yeah. I think West Wachita has a great chance to beat Salmon.
1: I'm going Salmon.
0: Okay. Um, Again, again, I said I hope Thibodeau could play with Southside. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, should be a good one, though. Um, some people, I'm not one of them. Some people are saying North Shore could play with West Monroe. I'm not necessarily buying that. I do think Terrebonne could play with Westgate. I think there's going to be some lower-seeded teams that are going to go through in the opening round. I really, truly believe that.
1: Hey, you might have some closer games. Uh, I mean, I, I don't I, – look, Sam Houston and Mandeville – that that might be Manville's normally uh pretty decent, yeah twenty one seed, but but uh, that could be a good one.
0: Yeah, they beat Hanville thirty one to five earlier this year. They uh, have a win over Hammond, have a win over Covington, have a win over Fountain Blue. Um, we'll see. Look, let, let's talk a little bit about. Let's shift a little bit from the football and let's talk a little bit of basketball. We do have some jamborees here. Um, girls basketball jamborees are tonight. Again, at HL Bourgeois, 6 o'clock for the girls. At Thibodeau High School, 5.30 for the uh, for the LaFouge girls. HL Bourgeois for the Terrebonne girls. Um, what are some things you're hoping to see, right? The girls may be a little different than the boys, right? The boys are going to be tomorrow. The boys are more in a situation of you really can't tell a whole lot because a lot of these teams are like, Terrebonne won't have their football players, a lot of them are going to have gotten their football players back on Monday. They're going to be rusty. Like It's a little more difficult to tell on the boys' side. But on the girls' side, a lot of these teams have, have pretty close to their full roster. Some of them have some volleyball girls they're waiting on, but a lot of them are pretty closer to full strength. What are you, as a coach, hoping to see in your respective Jamboree? Like, Let's just use Darian Jenkins as an example. They're playing Berwick today. At 5.30 at Thibodeau High School, what are you hoping to see if you're Darian to let you know, hey, we're better this year and we're going to be more poised to try to make a push into the playoffs?
1: Uh, I would like to see some of the little things that you've been working on, putting that into a game situation. And, and you know, I talk like uh, little things like running off and on the court uh, if, to see if they have the buy-in early on, just those little things that you want to do. Play hard. You're making a first impression tonight on people. And you want you want your, your, your boys and your girls to, to play hard and, and, and compete. And it's not necessarily coming away with a victory, but you want them to compete. Even if, if you're missing volleyball players, you're missing football players, regardless who is on that floor, coaches tonight have to set the tone for their season and what they're going to expect from their groups throughout this season. And I think as – playing hard and playing defense and and doing the little things right and and see if you can carry what you're doing into practice into a game situation.
0: Is there such a thing as, and I hear this term said quite often um, by coaches, so I would imagine it is such a thing. Is there such a thing as a kid who's not a practice player, meaning a kid who in practice – doesn't look very good, but whenever you put the bright lights on, they're gonna start hustling at a higher level, diving on the floor, going for the loose balls, and it can you learn more about who you could trust in these situations versus a practice situation?
1: Yeah, you can. Like a lot of these coaches, oh, he's a gamer or she's a gamer, you know. And they turn the lights on. I don't, I don't like that. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, do it in practice. You have to do it in practice. to to carry it over into games. And I always say it's it's hard just to turn that light switch on and and, and perform where uh, teams can't do it. Individuals, if you're that talented, maybe you can. But, uh, yeah, tonight, and especially tomorrow with Coach uh, Brody, uh, he's missing a lot of football players. He's going to get to see some of these younger guys compete. And it's good to get – the deer in headlight looks out of them at a jamboree where because when when they take the floor they're gonna like, "Oh my goodness, you know what the, the, the speed of the game is just it speeds up so much, and you can use that time for his younger kids to maybe get out that way out the way then if you need them later in the game in a real situation, they might come in a little more relaxed
0: so Um, obviously the game or the result of the game doesn't matter towards the standings. You don't earn power points or whatever, but be honest, if, you know, you could go into it saying all of that, if it's a four point game with two minutes left, like it's, it's on, right? Like you're trying to, you're trying to get a win, right? I mean, at, at that point you throw all that other crap out of the window and you're trying to teach your team how to navigate through that and get a win, right?
1: Look. When I, I was coaching, I had plans going into certain games, especially like jamboree. Okay, I'm playing five kids here, four minute mark, first quarter. I'm putting four, uh, five more guys in. Uh, when the ball is up for the jump ball, I want to win. <laughs> I want to win. There's no tanking for you. No. So, look, a couple years back, I think it was we played. Maybe Central and a Jamboree. It was a close game, and we beat them. And man, we were thrilled. Yeah. We, we, even though it didn't count, but like I, I told the, the kids, I still remember this after the game. So we beat Central LaFouche. Gotta be happy. And, and every, we were. So, uh, these coaches are going. I want to work on this, but at the end of the day, they want to win. Yeah, I, re- I t- yeah. regardless of the the situation,
0: I tend to agree with you there, man. Um, flip of a coin. Um, obviously, you know, just kind of shifting away from the preps to the pros. The Pelicans are playing tonight. Is Ion Williamson playing? Yes or no? No, he's not. <laughs> Personal reasons. He's out tonight. So you're without Alvarado. You're without. Um, Uh, Trey Murphy without McCollum you're without Zion Williamson Herbert Jones is a game time decision Zion Williamson has now missed the the Pelicans have played seven games he's missed one game for rest and now today he's missing for personal reasons for a Pelicans team that's about to go to Minnesota and get their ass kicked because they're just not going to have enough able bodies it sounds like we're beating a dead horse here because we always are making fun of the Pelicans what the hell man what the hell? They're they're never full strength. Personal reasons out, not playing.
1: Well, for personal reasons, stop buying season tickets. Stop buying tickets. Ugh. That's it's ridiculous.
0: Personal reasons. Zion Williamson not in the lineup. Um don't know when he's going to get back. I would hope it would be a short-term absence, but um New Orleans is going to lose tonight. Uh, they don't have enough able bodies. On the road against Minnesota, you're a 10-point underdog. That just goes to show, like, your great start to the year, where are all bro, we won two in a row to start the year. You're going to be back to 500 after tonight when you get your tails beat in by Minnesota because someone is missing the game for personal reasons.
1: Oh, man. Nausea. Sad, Nausea. Sad. It is. It is. Terrible
0: catch a break when we get back uh we will talk a little bit more about the high school stuff a little bit more about volleyball and we got to give some atta boys and some atta girls to some folks that are signing some scholarships and some different things that are happening and i'll also tell you in the next segment who lsu baseball did something today that is out of this world um i'll tell you about that in the next segment it's play by play we'll be right back after this
2: while inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident and Toy capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors. 15101, Highway 3235, and Cutoff, the back road, 325 1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Time is money.
0: Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Um, we've got some news to report on the and, and some of uh, the young men and some young women in our area who are going to be signing some scholarships. Just got a note from my buddy Brad. Tyler Weimer will be signing with Nichols State University at some point today. We um, are super excited about Tyler going off to Nichols State today. Is, is um, a big day where a lot of people are signing. LSU women's basketball gets a commitment from the number one player in the state of Louisiana today. Uh, let's see the young lady's name: Jada Richard, a Lafayette guard, five foot six inches. Uh, she signs with LSU, uh, so that is a big get. And partner, did you see um, what the LSU baseball team has done? Nope. Whew. Um. We can't get a 1000% jacked up about this just yet because you got to bring the guys to campus. But baseball recruiting is not unlike football recruiting. They have websites that come up with like rankings and and different things like that. Today, by the end of the day, LSU will have signed um <laughs> Six players in the top 10 nationally with their upcoming recruiting class. It is being called the best high school recruiting class in the history of the sport. So if you were wondering if Jay Johnson was going to be a flash in the pan, win a championship, kind of slack off, oh hell no. Six of the top 10 players in the country are signing with LSU today. The challenge will be keeping them away from the MLB. But if you remember the last draft, the Tigers handled their NIL situation as such to where they got them all to enroll. Bubba, if you could get three or four of those six to enroll, my God, Um it's scary to think how good this program could potentially be, and I get it. You got to kind of sort of navigate some of the waters that Mulkey's navigating, right, where you can maybe have too many personalities and throwing money around, and I get it. But who, when you start talking about uh, you got six of the top ten and the whole rest of the country combined has four, that's, uh, that's pretty tough. And Jay Johnson and the Tigers are hammering the recruiting trail. Hammering.
1: Sounds good right now. Yeah, but let's see. Uh, And look, we talked yesterday with Malky. She's going to get it all figured out. They're going to be fine. No problem But baseball. um, That's remarkable.
0: It is remarkable.
1: uh, When that team takes the field, Jesus.
0: Ava Hazard, um, a young lady who plays for Vanderbilt Catholic, is signing a scholarship today. She's a softball player to attend Marshall Division I softball in the Sun Belt Conference. Uh, Ava Hazard, she's a really, really good player, will be signing a scholarship today to play at Marshall out in West Virginia. We congratulate Ava. Um, Dude, it's always awesome. And look, right now we see it. Kylan Billiot committed to LSU for football. Mason Smith playing at LSU right now. Uh, Nichols has players from all over our area that are making plays across all the full uh, spectrum of sports. Now they're sending a young lady here to go play in Marshall. We talked about Tyler Weinberg. Like, There's so much talent in our area. And truly, one of the favorite things that I have to do in my job is to go to some of these scholarship signings to just see the sheer joy and the sheer passion and the sheer um, sense of accomplishment that a lot of these young people have when they're able to punch that ticket to the next level. Ava's a great young lady. We congratulate her so, so much. She's going to be going to Marshall. With the thundering herd, she will be continuing her career and looking to try to win a state championship in her final season at the high school level with Vanderbilt Catholic, a team that made it to sulfur last year despite having zero seniors.
1: It's good to see where uh, our local athletes are moving up to, most importantly, continue their education and secondly, getting to continue to play the game that they love to play and Hopefully, we can see more basketball players from our area (laughs) sign. Hopefully, uh... You know, it's
0: the laughing, the the laughter. Yeah. I think the girls, you don't have anything to worry about, but the other team, maybe a
1: little more. Well, it's just kind of sad when uh, the college in your area... Doesn't even know how to get down to South Lafouge. You uh much less know the kids. When okay, let me ask you this. When you
0: were still coaching, when was the last time that a, a Nichols basketball coach visited you?
1: Uh when they played against us. It was a former coach.
0: Wow. So when the when Piper was at Morgan City, that yeah, or a, bu- or a bus
1: had to take him to, to our gym.
0: Wow, man, man, that see, that's that's crazy, man. And hopefully, Coach Sadler has ideals of. Piper was the, the that.
1: only one who came, basketball wise, because mm-hmm. um, they actually played a game in our gym. Yeah, one, I, I remember that. After, I, I remember that uh, after Katrina.
0: I do remember that.
1: They came down and they uh played a a game in the gym at South Lafourche. But besides that, for basketball, boys, men, or never.
0: And you know what's crazy to me is, is that to me. And look, I'm not I'm not trying to beat up on on Nichols here, man. I do a lot of work for them, and you know I think that the men and the women are going to have good seasons. But it feels like you know. They should take a day or a week and just go to all of them, whether they have a kid that you want or not. Just go and rub elbows, shake hands. Hey, if you need anything, give us a shout. And hopefully that's something that Tavon could do uh, during the course of his career is build some of those relationships.
1: Yeah, but some of these are too big time and they want, oh, the coach has to call me. Why should I have to stoop down and call a high school coach? Yeah, They should be calling me, which is ridiculous, but – Look, my daughter was a manager for a women's basketball team, I think, for three years. And pretty much every home game that Nichols, the women, played, I was there supporting her. Sure. So uh, if you get people from in the area, you sign them, they walk on or whatever, they're going to have a following. People will go. You get some butts in the seats. That's that's a, a start. Yeah,
0: no doubt. Look, Nichols will be on the men's side taking on LSU on Friday. Um, out of the PMAC LSU got a really good performance from Will Baker, a seven foot, 245 pounds center and their opener scored 29 points. Uh, he's a transfer last year at Nevada. He averaged 13 points a game. He could shoot the three ball. He was two of two from three. So LSU is going to look to try to get a, a big win over Nichols. The Nichols women are taking on Tulane today. Uh, coach Lisa Stockton has a great program out there. That'll be a really tough one for, for JP and his staff. Um, Trying to see when the Lady Tigers play again because I know they're playing a powder puff and I feel very, very sorry for whoever the next opponent is going to be. Let's see. The Lady Tigers are going to be back in action on the 9th, which is tomorrow against Tennessee Martin. Oh, nope, I hit the wrong team. I'm sorry. I hit Vanderbilt. Um, but the Lady Tigers are being back in action here very soon. They're going to be facing a team that's going to be completely outclassed. That'll be tomorrow against Queens University, a team that lost to Ole Miss 91-44. God bless them. That's going to be really bad. Mulky after, look, she said on Monday, we're going to punish them in practice on Wednesday. Wednesday is today. Got a game tomorrow. Queens University, um, God bless you. You, are, um, you might be running into a brick wall here. Instead
1: of punishing, how about you coach them?
0: I... Watching the tape. We're going to point out everything that went on in the tape.
1: And that's a punishment?
0: I guess. <laughs> their next couple of games Queens and Mississippi Valley State, Kent State, Southeastern, Texas Southern, Niagara, Virginia. And then their next real challenge will be against number eight, Virginia Tech, all the way November the 30th. So they've got three weeks to try to get themselves situated before taking on another really quality opponent. And I'm over here joking, saying, oh, they're going to beat Queens by 1,000. And I do think they're going to beat Queens decisively. But if they have issues in any of these games here, Texas Southern, Southeastern, Niagara, if there's any issues there, you've got a real, real problem. I don't think there will be. But if there are some issues, you've got a very real problem.
1: Yeah, they shouldn't have any issues because they should sc- score a lot of points. They're gonna have a big lead. A lot of people are gonna be scoring, so a lot of them are gonna be happy. They're gonna be getting playing time. It's when you play a quality opponent. When you you're gonna your lineup may not be as deep for certain games. That's when people and look, and I seen it in the first quarter of that game where uh, they were taking some bad shots because I, they just didn't. Want to go through the process and be a maybe a role player and wanted to be the star, and it caused them.
0: I got to score. Me, me, me. I got to get my buckets. My NIL contract depends on it. Hopefully that's not something that becomes a, an issue throughout the course of the season. My Clippers are back in action tonight. Um I'm not intending to brag about James Harden here, folks. I want to talk about the opponent.
1: That's breaking news.
0: The Brooklyn Nets are the opponent. LSU graduate, not graduate, LSU player. Left early, didn't graduate. Cam Thomas averaging 29 cool. points a game this season. Um, shooting 48% from the field. It's crazy to me uh, to see the leap that he has made. He averaged 10 points a game last year all the way up to almost 30 a game this year. We knew in college Cam Thomas could st- could score, but he's one of the big stories in the NBA. This dude's like blown up. It's unbelievable to see how well he's playing.
1: What time's that game? Is it a late game? Uh, six
0: thirty. Oh, I will early. be watching early. the um. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna be watching the Lafouche Girls Jamboree. South Lafoush and Berwick is the first one on the list. Um, and then we'll be watching everybody else. But something tells me tonight, whenever I get home, we might be uh watching that one back on replay.
1: Yeah, I'm, I want to try and go see LCO scrimmage with the uh...
0: We didn't mention that they do play. Yeah, they have their uh, their scrimmage today. Um, great opportunity for them to build some depth. If you're looking to go to Thibodeau, uh, South Lafouche and Berwick at 5.30. Assumption and Central Lafouche at 6.30. E.D. White and Thibodeau at 7.30. The games will consist of two 10-minute halves. There's no overtime. Um, and then, of course, you got the Eric Thibodeau scrimmage. Let me pull up Keegan's information here, and we could tell you what time that starts Girls
1: tonight. at 5.30, I believe.
0: Let's see. The girls at 5.30, boys to follow. That will be over at the LCO gym. So, a lot of basketball, man. Crazy to think that we're already at that time of the year going out, support, um, whomever. We, again, again, as I told you, if you're listening in the home area, the Terrebonne Girls Jamboree is at HL at 6. So, all the jams filled. we got a bunch of teams playing, and we can't wait to see how it shakes out. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to Tony Clark of the Thibodeau High School Tigers. We'll ask him about his team's preseason preparations here on KLEB.
5: The deputies of the Lafouche Parish Sheriff's Office
3: remind you to designate a driver if you plan to drink this holiday season. By driving impaired, you endanger others as well as yourself. Designate a driver anytime you plan to drink. Have a
2: safe and happy holiday season from the Lafouche Parish Sheriff's Office. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000, Chevy, Find New Roads. Price is priority. Some
4: people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your State Farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right.
6: Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988.
4: Water safety tips from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim.
0: Welcome back to play-by-play. Play. Here we go to the phone lines for the first time today, and we have Thibodeau High School boys basketball coach and athletic director coach Tony Clark on the line. Coach Clark, good afternoon, buddy. How we doing?
5: I'm doing good. Good afternoon, y'all.
0: Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, it's a fun time of the year, man. Uh, the gym will be opened yeah. up tonight. Uh, there will be the girls' jamboree tonight. The boys following. You're about 24 hours away from seeing your team against another opponent. How excited are the kids, man?
5: Oh, I'm excited. We all excited. We uh We've been doing well. I mean, it's been some good work we got in this week. Uh, In fact, we played Saturday at the Hall of Fame game. So, uh, you know, anxious to get on the court against somebody else again.
0: So tell us about um, the makeup of your roster. How many are you waiting on? Obviously, football's in the postseason. How many contributors are you waiting on?
5: Uh, Probably three definite contributors. Uh, Two of those started some games last year. Another I could see getting some big minutes. And we have a couple of freshmen who I was really impressed with over the summer, um, one of which we brought up for some varsity action. So uh, it's going to just depend. Um, My my young group is is pretty talented. Uh, So it's just going to depend throughout the season. Rosters change. But uh, we got about probably eight kids overall that we're waiting to get.
0: Yeah, uh, very good to hear, man. Look, uh, we talked about this at Media Day. One of the big things with your team – Got to score the ball, you know. Scoring was a little bit of a challenge last year for you guys. Got to be better on offense. Tell us about that.
5: Yeah, well, that's, that's been the battle. Um, you know, we're doing a lot of stuff uh, that we hadn't done in a few years to try to work on it. Uh, you know, hopefully Saturday is a good indication. You know, we shot the ball. We were six for twelve from the three line. I know. So the kids, we only made six in two games all of last year, and uh, we were sixteen for thirty from the field. So, I mean, so far that's progress, and I was against a good Bolshan team, so uh, I think we're making progress along that line, but, you know, we got to be consistent with it. It can't be one game here, and three games later we do it again. You know, we got to be able to score consistent.
0: How much of that becomes almost like contagious, where one kid makes one and then, you know, the, the, the vibe <laughs> passes on there? Like, it feels like that energy could spread throughout the whole team once one kid gets it rolling.
5: That's kind of how it is, and that's the way the game went, because... Um, of the six we made, five was in the second half, and three and four in the fourth quarter, and I think it did get contagious. Um, but that's kind of how the game is. It's a rhythm game. You know, once you get in a good rhythm, uh, hopefully it, it, it leads to scoring from everybody. Um, but, you know, that's just kind of the nature of basketball.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. Look, you're taking on assumption. They're going to be athletic. It'll be a good test for your team. Brian and I were talking earlier in the show, and, and – he was saying, you know, hey, in a jamboree, I want to see my young guys. I want to see and learn who I could trust and who I could count on. Uh, but then he said, hey, with three, four minutes left, if it's close, we're going to try and win. You know, Talk about the way you guys oh, yeah. are going to approach it tomorrow.
5: That's, I, I approach the jamboree as a game we want to win, for sure. Um, and see, To me, the scrimmage and the Hall of Fame is a little bit more about seeing people. I just find the jamboree to be so short. You know, two ten-minute halves, you can't play overtime. Uh, it seems like by the time you get in a rhythm, you know, it, it's halftime. Then come back second half, the same thing. The game's over. You know, uh, you try to get people minutes in a jamboree, but it's just it's, it's quick. So, uh, you know, but the main thing for me in a jamboree, I like to try to build momentum going into the first game. So we definitely like to try to win it.
0: Tony, you're an AD. What are some things you're hearing, bro? Um, you know, we saw the new district proposals come out. Wouldn't change a whole lot for you guys, but – I'm hearing whispers that they're trying to pass uh, a new rule which says that you're going to play in a district based on the division that you're in, which would impact South LaFouche potentially. Uh, what are some yeah. of the things that you're hearing, man?
5: Actually, I haven't heard a lot because I hadn't talked about it a whole lot, to be honest. Uh, I just, it's just crazy to me some of the things that, that go on. So I try to stay out of it. But I really think you should compete in the playoffs with who you compete with during district. I, I just don't, you know. If you got to classify a little bit differently to me, you got to do it because you play four A, then all of a sudden in playoffs you play five. I just don't think that's the way to do it, you know. And I think there's ways around it if you look hard enough. But uh, you know, I don't know. I, I honestly, who knows? <laughs> there you go,
1: coach. <laughs> you, you, know? m- you mentioned earlier that you have a freshman that you you kind of like from uh, seeing him play over mm-hmm. the summer. Have you seen over the past couple of years where? Uh, around the area, more and more freshman players are being moved up to the varsity level as freshmen?
5: It seems like, yeah. um, I mean, for me, I always base it on talent anyway. So, you know, regardless of what class they are, if they can play, they move up. Uh, But, yeah, it does seem like more and more have been doing it, you know. Um, But, Brian, I will say this. I'm very excited about this freshman group. This is, you know, talent is early. But based on what I've seen so far, this is a very talented uh, bunch of freshmen that we have come in. I'm so awesome. really excited about this.
0: Awesome, man. Look, um, what are some of the keys? What are some of the things tomorrow night when Tony Clark returns mm-hmm. home from the gym that could have you to say, hey, bro, I'm, uh, I'm super happy with how we played?
5: Well, first I want to see a good, a fast start. Because um, I would say in the scrimmage and the Hall of Fame game, I didn't think we started off well. It seemed like we had some nerves, which – you know, in some cases I understand, but, you know, I want to see us get off to a fast start. Um, and then I want to see us do the little things well. Um, I was disappointed in the way we rebounded the ball in the last game, for sure. And I think we got to be a little bit more aggressive. I'm trying to get this group to be more aggressive defensively. And, they, you know, they hadn't quite met that challenge yet. But that's two things I'm really looking for uh, tomorrow night.
0: How about them wave, bro? The football team's cruising, yeah. man. Let's let's talk about Tulane yeah. for a second. Are they gonna get into that New Year's six bowl again?
5: Yeah, I would hope so. I mean they need to score a few more points though. Uh you know, that they, they, they struggled a little bit against uh the last East Carolina. But yeah. Yeah, uh I think it's gonna come down to them in SMU if we can win out. Uh and it's looking like that Texas San Antonio game. I think that's the next one I'm going to. It's gonna be the be the tough one. The tougher of the two.
0: There you go. Sounds like a winner, bro. Thanks so much for the time. We'll chat soon, Potten. I'll see you tomorrow.
5: Yep.
0: Thank you. Yep. Yep. That's Coach Tony Clark doing a good job as always. I think Thibodeau is going to be improved off of last season where they kind of struggled. He mentioned it, man. We got to score the ball. They're going to play hard. They're going to compete. They're going to give you some tough, hard nosed defense. That's just what Tony Clark teams do. If they can make shots from the outside, they're going to be a whole different team. He said six of 12 in their scrimmage. That's great work. If you could shoot, 35% 35% from three, you're happy, much less 50%. Um, they're going to be one of those teams that if they are hot, they could jump up and they could bite you. And they could, uh, especially at home when they get that crowd rolling, it's going to be a very fun team to follow throughout the course of the year.
1: Yeah, at home, they're tough to play. I always said, if uh, regardless what type of team you have and Thibodeau has, if you can go to Thibodeau High and come away with a victory, you got a pretty darn good basketball team. And if Thibodeau can get back to playing full-court basketball, where they use their quickness and strength to uh, – and you can't forget about how strong they are. It's not just quickness. They, they're strong. And if um, they use those two things against you in a full-court press, it's uh, it, it's tough to uh, to break at times, and they force them turnovers and shoot layups for easy baskets.
0: They have a little bit of a schedule abnormality, and what I mean by that is – they're playing South Lafouche their first two games of the season. They're playing them on a Monday night uh, to open the year on the road in the tank. Uh, that's November the 27th. Then that coming weekend, both they and South Lafouche are at the Vanderbilt Catholic Tournament, and that's the first game. I don't know. And, and look, this is not anything Tony did intentionally, right? is just the way the bracket at Vanderbilt fell. I don't know that I would like that. Playing the same team twice in a row to start the year, that's kind of weird, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I don't. I don't like it. But um, in the past few years, we played Thibodeau one of the our, I'm saying Al Salafu's first playing dates of the year. So that that game stayed, and uh, Brody got into the Vanderbilt tournament, which never, haven't been in years. Uh, they got into that one, and it's just the way the brackets fail. Now I'm sure uh, if they would contact Vanderbilt, they might build a if it's a round robin or if it's a type of uh pool play you might be able to switch it being that you just played but uh and again they may not have looked at they might want to play uh each other twice back to back but uh i kind of didn't like that when i was coaching
0: it it is not the first and second game for south lafouche they'll open up with thibodeau and then they will play actually you know what looking at thibodeau's gonna probably have a tournament game before that as well it's just not on the lhsa site But the Tarpons in that tournament are going to play Catholic of New Iberia on Thursday, Thibodeau on Friday, South Terrebonne on Saturday. Um, Man, some pretty good teams at that tournament, looking at it. You got uh, some pretty heavy hitters. They're going to be coming to Vanderbilt, so that should be fun to see how the local teams shake out. Um, But with that having been said, for both teams, those are some big PowerPoint games early, man. Um, You know this. Game one matters as much as game 32 or however many you play. And it's great to you know put some acorns in the basket early in the year and give yourself a little bit of a cushion.
1: Yeah, and it it's, uh, <clears throat> might be crazy to think this way, but you want to play teams where they have strong football programs because they're a football team still in the playoffs. And if you have all your guys uh, or most of them, you can maybe uh, get a big win. I always used to uh, play like a rumble team early or something. If you can – somehow sneak up and beat them Uh, when they get their football guys they're just that much better so I'd rather play them earlier and if you can get one of these teams early it helps what you laughed for
0: I'm laughing because what you're saying is right I'm laughing because your last season you had that same logic oh we'll schedule Jesuit you know they're going to not have their football guys and then the coach shows up and says yeah coach I only got one football guy
1: Well, (laughs) notice I did not mention Jesuit. I went Rumble. I stayed away from Jesuit.
0: Yeah, that one, that one backfired a little bit bit on the old Tarpons. Well, no, it
1: still it helps with power rankings because they're going to win a a boatload of games.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to go to the turtle. Taylor Griffin will be joining us. Wax him about LSU Alabama. Wax him about Zion Williamson only playing when he wants to play. Uh, we'll ask them about all sorts of stuff. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. This
3: is State Representative Joseph Forgeron. During this holiday season, I'd like to give thanks for my family, friends, and also the patience and support of my constituents. I truly hope you have a wonderful holiday season and a healthy and prosperous new year from my family to yours.
0: What's up? This is Casey just And this is why I choose state bank for all my banking needs. State bank is a local bank, which means you get a taste of home. When you walk through the doors, the bank's motto is Cajun banking serve just the way you like it. And that's for a reason, because you're always greeted by a real banker who provides smiling service. But State Bank also has the latest banking technologies, which means you get the best without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all love. So go visit them today at one of their many locations. They're proud bankers serving a proud community, resilient bankers serving a resilient community at state bank now 70 years strong. Hi, I'm Nichols Head Football Coach Tim Rebo. Winning a football game starts with a great game plan, and so does fighting pests. Terminex will protect your home and business from termites, roaches, mice, and even mosquitoes. Call the local team at Terminex of Homa. They will draw up a winning game plan to tackle your pests. Terminex is a proud supporter of Nichols Athletics.
1: Go, Go Colonels. Colonels.
0: Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000-square-foot facility with all new top-of-the-line
3: equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships, along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street,
0: we got hypnotized by the sweet smell of Popeye's across the way. Brian and I were chit-chatting and uh turtle. If you're listening, we are coming to you in just a second. It's play by play. Hope everybody's enjoying There Wednesday, we've got our mailbag coming. I got some questions that I'll get answered from you guys. Uh, look forward to doing that in the next segment of the show. But we'll get our guy Taylor Griffin on in this segment of the show to talk about some things that are happening in the world of sports. Uh, Nichols will be playing for a chance to win the Southland Conference on Saturday at home, taking on Lamar. The Colonels are. 5-0 5-0 in Southland Conference play, taking on a Lamar team that's 4-1 and in Southland Conference play. So it's a great chance for the Colonels to maybe lock up that playoff berth. And we go to the phone lines now. We got Mr. Taylor Griffin on the line. Good afternoon, Padna. How are we doing today, Turtle? Hey, doing fantastic. How's it going? Good, man. Look, I was just bragging about the Nichols-Colonels football team. 5-0 and in Southland Conference play. If they win Saturday, they're going to clinch the conference and will win the conference outright, go to the playoffs. Boy, Tim Rebo knows what he's doing, bro. He has turned that ship all the way around. The Colonels are one win away from going to the postseason.
3: Yes, indeed, man. Coach Rebo, is, uh, man, he's, he's really got it going on. And, and for, for anyone paying attention earlier in the season, man, things didn't look so hot. And they, they started off at home with that primetime Thursday game. They lost to, uh, I believe it was Sacramento State, uh, you know, who's a serious, you know, high-ranked FCS opponent. Yeah. Um, that was going to be a tough one either way and then you know they go and they they play uh i believe it was tcu and then two lane and you know they, they, they were they were struggling they were struggling and then when conference started man they flipped the switch and they uh off and running man off and running they they've been dominant in a lot of these conference games you know you got uh northwestern state with their uh unfortunate situation that you know i guess that counts as a win i'm not sure yes. it's certainly yes. not a loss and uh Girls are off and running, man. They they roll and and like you said, if they uh, they take care of business Saturday, I mean it would be a really strange situation, and I don't see it happening. But they could they could actually, I believe, win Saturday and then lose the River Bell uh, rivalry game to Southeastern and, and still be the conference champs, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there. Yeah. But I don't uh, I don't even see that situation being an issue, man. I'm sure they're gonna roll over the Lions whenever that happens. But uh, they, first, first they gotta take care of business this Saturday, which I think they will, man. Coach Coach Rebo does a fantastic job with those young men. They uh, they they, they flipped the switch when they needed to. They they turned it on, and I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully a uh, home playoff game uh, right here in
0: Thibodeau. Look, you and I had the opportunity to see the Nichols women on Monday. They got an 82 to 65 win over North American. Um, look, it was the opening game. At times the Colonels played well. At times they didn't. That's just you know the reality of the situation. Had some turnovers that you got to get cleaned up, whatever it may be. But the one big takeaway that I had leaving the gym is that um, this is a team that's far more athletic than they have been in years past. Lexi Alexander looks like a monster. They add this Dalen Craig who's playing well. They add Delgado who's playing well. Uh, the Curtis kid off the bench. The Malone kid off the bench. I think one of the big things JP recognized right away is, hey, we've got to be more athletic. We got to get a little bit, you know, quicker. And I think that he succeeded in doing that. This looks to be a far more athletic team than last year. Yeah,
3: definitely, man. I, I saw the same thing. And uh, just an- another major takeaway I saw, you know, they. There was a lot of fire, man. There was a lot of pop. There was a lot of want to be out there. Uh, some things, you know, in the last few years I hadn't, hadn't really seen. You know, I hadn't really – I don't know if the Lady Colonels really had that fire like they did, uh, like they do now. You know, it was, uh, it was a nice breath of fresh air. Uh, Coach Payne's really got something special going on. you know, he's it's great to have him back home starting his uh starting his career as uh, a head D1 coach 1-0 that, that that was a special moment in itself and yeah man like you said uh I was man, I was super impressed with Delgado her vision on the floor was unlike any other I, I I've ever seen on that level before True you
0: know, freshman was, bro
3: True freshman yeah man she was uh, from a uh, hailing from Arecibo, Puerto Rico I believe <laughs> is uh how that announcement went. Uh, yeah, I mean, she, she was phenomenal. phenomenal on the floor. I, I was really impressed. And then, uh, yeah, Daylon Craig, man, I think she might be a freshman too. She was great. And as you said, Lexi Alexander was a monster. Um, she she turned it on when she needed to. And uh, Deanna Brister was another one who she kind of started off a little slow, but then and, uh, she cranked it up towards the end and they were able to uh, pull away. But, you know, exciting things going on with Lady Colonel basketball. They, um, I'm looking forward to many more victories uh, from them this year and uh, the years to come, as long as Coach Payne's going to be there. I, I think it's going to be a,
0: a special next few years we got here in front of us. We'll talk about the men a little more in some future interviews. I haven't had a chance to see him in person, and neither have you, but there was one score from the Southland Conference on opening night that stood out above the rest. The McNeese Cowboys with Will Wade. They were a team that was just kind of middle of the pack last year. They make the big splash, go get Will Wade. He works his magic in the portal. They blow out VCU in their opener. VCU is usually an NCAA tournament team, very strong mid-major. The Cowboys go on the road and hammer VCU. Part of the first thing I thought when I saw that score is, oh, my goodness, Will Wade is coming. McNeese looks like they're poised to have a huge turnaround.
3: Yeah, man, that uh, that one scares me. That one scares me. Hopefully, you know, now that uh, now that the transfer portal is what it is, and NIL is what it is. Hopefully, this is nothing but a stepping stone for Will Wade to get back on his feet and go to hell somewhere else. Because we do not need him in the Southland <laughs> Conference unless he's going to be in, unless he's going to be wearing red. Which, look, that that's not saying I'd rather him over Tavon Sadler. I love Coach Sadler. I can't wait to see what he does, but. I, uh, I want nothing to do with Will Wade if he's going to be, you know, a twice-a-year opponent for us. Um, yeah, that's uh, that, that's a scary thought. It's uh, At VCU, I, I, I can remember when, you know, Coach, uh, I think it was Shaka Smart was there. You know, they, they were all about chaos. They were all about uh, being disruptive. They were all about just, you know, you know what defense we're running? We're running we run a screw your offense, defense. That's what it is. We're not going to let you be comfortable. We're not going to allow you to do anything. And even after he left, that culture kind of stayed there, man. You'd watch VCU on TV, and they were just ridiculously athletic and quick and disruptive and just wouldn't let you get into a rhythm. And uh, I guess there's been a bit of a drop-off since, since then. And just to see Will Wade go over there and, and get in a way of victory like that, man, that's, uh, that's, that's scary. Uh, you know, good, good
0: for the Cowboys. Not good for anyone else in the Southland. Hopefully, hopefully it was a fluke. Are you breaking into somebody's car? What, what's going on? I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure what that was. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. No, all kidding aside, dude. But no let, let's, so. let's talk about the LSU women's basketball team. Look, Brian and I have kind of disagreed throughout the off season. I was of the opinion of. So much talent, so many great players. Women's basketball is a sport with not a lot of parity. They're going to show up. They're going to blow the brakes off of everyone. In the opener, they got the brakes blown off of them. And Kim Mulkey said in the post-game news conference, I thought we had two players that played hard. The rest of the kids I thought were just kind of there. And the, the two kids that she talked about, we're neither the star players. She said, hey, my freshman played well. Samaya Smith played well. She didn't mention Angel Reese. She didn't mention Van Lith. And how long is it going to take for Moki to get these kids to realize, hey, yeah, we're we're rich. We got NIL money. But if we want to keep the NIL money, we got to also perform on the floor. Yeah,
4: that
3: was uh, very disappointing to see that score. I remember... Uh... After the Nichols game the other night, you showed me that update. I was mind-blown, jaw to the floor, could not believe that that was going on. And uh, this kind of reminds me of a similar situation, you know. Uh, r- reminds me of something, uh, a conversation I've had with the guy sitting sitting next to you or across from you in the studio. It was, a, you know, it was all this, you know, you could run your mouth and say, man, if I was that tall, if I was that athletic, I'd be doing this, I'd be doing that. If we had these guys, we'd do this, we'd do that. And his answer always was, yeah, but would you work as hard? And that right there was really eye-opening. And that this, this LSU women's basketball situation kind of brings me back to that. They've got all the talent in the world. they they tore up the transfer portal. They've, they've got all the best players came back from last year. They're tall. They're athletic. They can shoot. They can do it all. They've got the best coach in the game right now. And they already, they won the national championship last year. They've got everything they could possibly want. It's, are they going to work as hard this year is the big question. And is that the reason they lost to Colorado? Did they think they're just going to beat everyone by walking in the gym and just igniting fear in everyone? I mean, I, I don't know, man. It's uh, I think it's an interesting thing to think about. Maybe... maybe uh, Maybe they needed this punching them out this early. They needed to. They needed that wake up call because, you know, I I'd much I I'd much rather have a loss now than in a tournament down the road. So uh, maybe this was good for the Lady
0: Tigers. Let's talk a little bit of Pelicans, man. Um, the off season was all about, hey, we're not going to change the roster because we think if we stay healthy, we're one of the best teams. Well, we're seven games in. Uh, Ingram has already missed time with a sore knee. McCollum has a collapsed lung and is going to be out about a month. Zion Williamson's not playing today for the second time this season without an injury. The first one he missed to rest. Tonight he's out for, quote, personal reasons. Bro, I'm done. Like, I'm done hearing what if we're all together, what if we're all healthy. That's never going to happen over a long period of time, bro. I'm off. Yeah, um, I'm starting to lose all
3: hope myself. I don't know what the issue is. I know I know we've talked about it a ton of times. we we've We've had this conversation privately, publicly, on the airwaves. You know, we I want to blame everyone associated with Ashner Sports Medicine and everyone in New Orleans and the, all the training and medical staff for both the Pelicans and the Saints for either misdiagnosing or releasing players too early. I always thought that was an issue. Now you got Zion who's just not playing because he needed to rest and because he's for personal reasons? Dude, unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. I, I can't I can't get down with that. And I know I know we talked about this like six months ago, but for any first time listeners like, Man, how how can these guys be allowed to do that? Understand, you know, you need to you need to do load management. You need to take care of your body so you last a long time. I mean, I get it, but dude, there's got to be so either shorten the season or force them to play so many minutes a game. Even even if it's a 10 minute minimum, even if it's look, you got to start, you got to you got to start in the first half, you got to start in the second half, and you got to play at some point in the fourth quarter. You know, for the fans, this is this is entertainment, man. Like, how, how would you feel? You know. As, as a hard working dad you know you're bringing a kid to the first NBA game they want to see Zion and you know you spend all this money you plan all this and oh he's he's uh he's resting he's, got, he's out for personal reasons how do you explain that to your 10 year old kid man that, that would piss me off that 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 right there is unacceptable for for so many reasons I, I couldn't I wouldn't be able to do it man I, I don't see how these guys get away with it that's I, I'm like you I'm, I'm just about done now look if anybody wants to give me free Pelicans tickets, I'm mad. But but as far as like I'm not investing in, in, in like ballet sports in any sort of way. Like I'm not buying my own tickets. I'm not I'm not watching the games on anything unless it's like a national broadcast. Like I'm not putting any money into that organization as a fan. Like I'm I'm checked out. I'll I'll check the scores, I'll check the updates. Like I said, I'll go to a game if it's free, but that's where I'm drawing <laughs> the line, man. I I can't I can't do anything more than that.
0: No, dude, I'm with you, man. It, it's super, super disheartening. Um, let's talk about LSU, man. They lose to Alabama in football. That was a little bit of a disappointment. Kind of get beat up and bullied up front. Uh, Brian Kelly's saying, hey, we're good, but we've got to be elite. Uh, he said, we're going to get elite, but we're not there yet. Um, look, man, if LSU finishes the year strong, if they beat Florida, if they beat Texas A&M, if they win their bowl game, they'll have a 10-win season, uh, which is okay. You're still rebuilding a little bit. But boy, it's really frustrating to know that you got Jaden Daniels who's doing very Joe Burrow like things and you're not even going to be part of the the discussion with such a special player on your team.
3: Yeah, yeah, man, it it is it's tough. It's tough to watch as a fan and a supporter and I get it these guys are, you know, we we expect professional performances out of, you know, they're young men. And I get it. I get it. They, they got NIL money now. I mean, a lot of them are rich now and, and this and that. And it's uh, we, we could expect more of them. But, dude, they're 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. I mean, they're not they're not the best decision makers. They, they're not the best when it comes to being mentally tough. It's uh, They played, I thought, awesome. The whole, the first half against Alabama, I was I was very impressed with the team as a whole, you know. But you know, when, when it started getting down to to the nitty gritty towards the end, you know, our defense started to look bad again. and It's uh, it, it's just, it's a shame. Like you said, you got you got a guy like Jaden Daniels who's just so so darn special. He's so good. He, he's so fun to watch. He's he's putting up these ridiculous numbers and. I mean, I guess in the big picture, the rest of his, te- his team is letting him down. You know, it's, it's almost, it's, it's almost going to be a wasted year. You know, all, all these years, LSU had these phenomenal defenses. They were so great at, you know, plugging up the line that, you know, they would DBU for so long, and then we'd waste it on, you know, we had a terrible quarterback, and, and all we would do was run dives up the middle anyway with mediocre running backs, and, you know, we would waste that part. We would we would waste this amazing defense because we lose two or three games because we couldn't score more than 17 points. But now it's the the roles are reversed. We could put up we could put up 35, 42 points a game. We get the best one of one of the best quarterbacks in the country, and the defense is such a huge letdown, man. It's uh, very frustrating to be on this side of it. But uh, you know, I, I keep supporting them. I'm, I'm certainly not as set up with them as I am with the Pelicans. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad we got that out of the way before we started talking about LSU. But uh, hopefully they, they finish strong. I mean, they, they could still win out and make a little noise in a bowl game. I mean, it's, uh, the, the overall season is not lost. You know, we, we, can't, we can't expect national championship every single year. I, uh, I think the Tigers would be all right. They'll, they'll bounce back after this. And, uh, you know, they could still have an overall strong season.
0: For sure, dude. Look, I'll leave you with this. Tonight we've got our jamborees for the girls, Terrebonne Parish Jamboree for the girls, Lafouche Parish Jamboree for the girls. Tomorrow night the boys take the floor in both parishes. That means we're getting closer and closer to broadcasting high school basketball. It's gonna be a year of the unknown. The Tarpon boys have a lot of new pieces. The Tarpon girls have a lot of new pieces. Don't know what it's gonna look like, but I tell you this, and I know you, I, I could speak for you and say this, we're super excited to follow them throughout the course of the year.
3: Oh yeah. You and I have been radio broadcast partners, I believe, since the winter of 2014. I think it started almost and 10 years, bro. Here. Yeah, man. We, we wow. That's don't remind me. That <laughs> 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 makes, makes us uh, makes us sound really old. But no, man. It's uh, it's been a it's been a fun ride. I can't wait to uh, you know hit hit the next step right here, hit the next level, and. Parking basketball is always fun, on the road, at home, you know, whatever the situation is, whether we got, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of, you know, smaller, undersized guys with a bunch of heart, or we happen to have a couple of big guys who can dunk, we got a couple of lights-out three-point shooters. It don't matter what we have, this team always comes together and finds a way to compete. They always come together and find a way to make things interesting. And they keep us coming back. They keep the fans coming back. They keep the radio broadcast interesting. And it's, uh, it's a time I look forward to every year. I can't wait to get back on the air with you, man. It's, uh, I'm excited for Lady Tarpon and, and boys Tarpon
0: basketball. It uh, should be a fun one. I can't wait to get back on it. So let me ask you this. This is a question that's going to drive Brian Colley, who's right across from me, nuts. Um, the Saints right now are 5-4. and four. They're in first place in the NFC South. As a fan, would you rather get into the playoffs and lose the opening round game, which is likely what would happen to New Orleans, or would you rather lose the rest of the games and get a top-five draft pick? What option to you is better as a Saints fan?
3: I, I would take win just enough to win the division, just enough to sneak into the playoffs and lose in the first round. I'll take that every year over just a piss-poor 1990s Saints season with paper bags, disappointment, and get a top-five draft pick. Uh, those years are behind us, and I hope we never have to see those again, man.
1: I- thank you. Thank you, Turtle. Thank, thank you. <laughs> nah, That's how I feel, man. I'm a,
3: I'm a Saints fan for life, and I, I'd, rather, I'd rather see – Uh, just enough success to keep me excited all year than no success to make me look forward to an unknown draft pick. That's just, that's how
0: I feel, man. I got you, bro. Thanks so much for the time, my dude. We're going to get that basketball schedule sent out shortly, and we look forward to uh, seeing you at the gym, bro.
3: Yes, indeed. Same here, man. Thanks for having me. It's always fun. And, uh, as always, go Tarps, and God bless America.
0: Yep, that is Taylor Griffin doing a great job, as always. He's wrong about the saints, which is it's okay. You're entitled to be wrong sometimes. Then you um, cut
1: him off real, after, right after that.
0: Yeah, I didn't have anything else. say. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's get him out of here. We don't have anything else. If to he would have
1: agreed with you, you'd have kept him off another the, five, ten minutes. For the
0: rest of the show, yeah, absolutely. Jesus. No, uh, all kidding aside, Turtle told me before he came on, he said, "Bro, I hadn't been watching wrestling, so we didn't. Uh, I wasn't gonna ask him something that he hadn't been paying attention yeah, to." Yeah, I understand that. Um. The, Pel- the Pelicans. The Saints are playing Minnesota on Sunday. Uh, I think the line still has New Orleans favored by two and a half. That's crazy. Um, no no, Kirk Cousins. We'll have Josh Dobbs. No Justin Jefferson. Um, he's still out nursing a hamstring. So, hopefully, New Orleans could uh, keep the train rolling. Boy, do we have a bad Thursday night game or do we have a bad Thursday night game?
1: We have a bad one.
0: Carolina and Chicago tomorrow. That is Gross. Our other primetime games this week consist of the Jets and the Raiders. That's gross. <laughs> and then our Monday night game consists of the Poisoned and Cursed Buffalo Bills taking on the Broncos. We got three bad primetime matchups this week, Bubba.
1: Yeah, uh, the Monday night game to me would be the best one.
0: I'll tell you a story. About a month and a half ago, I bought the newest Madden game, which is the game that Josh Allen is on the cover of that we've been talking about. Um, but I had been so busy lately that I hadn't even played it. So I actually opened it up yesterday and I played and I'm going through my season and I'm playing as the Cowboys, of course. And I get to the Buffalo game, which is coming up in the later stages, like week 14 or week 15. Dallas plays Buffalo really late. Um, and I won the game easily. You know why? Because Josh Allen was out for the season with an injury. (laughs) crazy how that works right like they're trying they're trying to lay the groundwork they're trying to let you know what's going to happen and 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 some people just refuse to see it
1: yeah i refuse to see it there's no such thing as the curse denver
0: has gotten much better by the way they've won two in a row including a win against the chiefs their last time out um there's not too many people hooting and hollering and making jokes at sean payton anymore i didn't realize this until i looked at the stats yesterday did you know that on the season, Russell Wilson has 16 touchdowns and four interceptions? He is one of the NFL leaders in touchdowns right now. The Broncos are quietly getting better and better every week. Give Sean an off season to go and maybe sign a few guys, draft a few guys. Like, as Cornell Scott said at media day, beat me now, but you might not beat me later. I think this is going to be pretty much the only down year for Denver. Sean's got that thing. They're starting to get a little better.
1: Yeah, they are. Just got to. Stop getting Saints players. And, but I, they, they work out for him more than what they do in New Orleans.
0: Michael Thomas is a free agent at the end of the year. You could, could you see him going to Denver? Uh,
1: I, I see him leaving.
0: How are we ever going to replace the zero catches for zero yards that he got on Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'll say this, though. You guys know I'm not a Michael Thomas guy. You guys know that Michael Thomas said some mean things to me directly on Twitter. To hell with him. But... I will say this, though I think he is washed up a little bit, I don't think he's nearly as good of a player as he once was. He, attitude-wise, has been an extremely pleasant surprise. Um, in nine games, he has 439 yards and one touchdown, 38 catches. In the last game, he didn't even get a single catch. I have not, He's one of the few that I have not seen pout, throw their helmet, like he seems to be one of the the few that are holding the thing together right now and that's just not something I would have seen happening at the beginning of the year.
1: No, he look regardless of his performance or lack of performance, he's the best thing on that, that's happening to that offense cuz he's trying to hold everything together. He doesn't catch a ball, doesn't I don't think it was even targeted and you don't see him pouting on the sideline and complaining. And I, I said it before. I'll say it again. I think he's playing for a way out of New Orleans to show people, look, I've grown up. I'm not going to do all this nonsense. And um, he wants, he's going to play his way out.
0: My Cowboys signed Martavius Bryant yesterday, <laughs> a wide receiver who had not or has not played in the NFL since 2018. Mortavius um, Bryant has a tremendous amount of talent. He's played in the CFL, the Indoor Football League, and in the XFL with the Vipers. He has not played in the NFL for more than five years because of substance abuse issues. Um, don't know if this is going to work out or not. Uh, I guess it's Jerry Jones just throwing a flyer out there. The guy's only 31. He was excellent when he was clean. Very interesting signing. I want to see if Martavius Bryant can maybe have an impact by the end of the season.
1: Ain't no telling, Uncle Jerry.
0: Oh, Uncle Jerry. Yeah, what he's got planned. Well, Uncle Jerry's future quarterback, Shador Sanders, is going to be Colorado's quarterback next Stop year. It. Reportedly, uh, Shador Sanders is returning to school next year with Colorado. Um, so that'll be very interesting. And then before we catch a break and go to the mailbag to wrap up, uh, Jaden Daniels worked out uh, today, uh, according to Brian Kelly, and he should be, barring a setback, good to go to start Saturday's game against Florida, after the concussion against Alabama. Um, so it looks like Daniels will be available for LSU, despite the vicious hit that he took from Dallas Turner in the game against Alabama on Saturday. So that's good news. Uh, we certainly wanted to see Daniels not have to sit out. And selfishly, as an LSU fan, I don't want to see Nussmeier have to play a whole game. So looking like injuries trending pretty good on that front for LSU.
1: Nussmeier can beat Florida.
0: You sure about that? <laughs>
1: And all the time, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Tigers remain a twelve point, or not a twelve point, a fourteen point favorite at home against Florida. Um, we'll see. We'll no see how worries, it No worries, Tiger fans. I am extremely worried. Um, Florida, they're coaching for the dude's job, man. Like I, that, that, that scares me. Napier's over here in the SEC teleconference today, talking about. Um, how much he loves Louisiana, and it's going to be a homecoming and a reunion and blah, blah, blah. blah. I think Florida's going to give LSU a, a hell of a game Saturday. I really do.
1: Yeah, try. I, I just – LSU's still the better team. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, no, I, I would you know, tend to agree. I, I, I would tend to agree. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what type of mindset they're in after losing a tough one against the Crimson well, Tide. got to play great can't
1: play good I,
0: well this game you could play good. It's on the road that you got to be elite in this conference according to what the head coach has told me. Yeah. I, I saw some pictures and I didn't realize this and this is me I mean just talking completely out of my ear here um, I didn't realize that Brian Kelly over the course of his life has lost so much weight. did you see some of those pictures of when he was a young coach at no. like Central Michigan he was huge. I'll, I'll find some of that, and I'll show it to you. I didn't realize that Brian Kelly's been on such a uh, fitness journey throughout the course of his career. He used to be like 300-plus pounds. Now he's a he's a slender guy. I saw that that posted yesterday. I was like, that's not Brian Kelly. Then you look, yeah, it is.
1: It just means he's getting old.
0: Getting old, getting rich, could afford that salad a little more. See a
1: lot of these older people that slam down. Speak for yourself, man.
0: I'm getting older. That ain't happening over here. I'm fresh off of a diet, but well, I've I'm, uh,
1: i talking older. I mean, not a young like you. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm i just 26. I still got plenty of time before yeah. I get to an old age. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll get our mailbag questions answered. It is play-by-play. We'll be right back after this to wrap things up.
3: Introducing Six Flags Plus, your pass to a whole year of unlimited visits with access to all Six Flags theme parks and water parks, plus priority entry, plus parking, plus in-park discounts on food and more plus amazing rides and awesome events you don't want to miss. Get all you love about Six Flags. The new Six Flags Plus. All of Six Flags, all year. Experience Six Flags Plus now for just $11.99 a month. See details at SixFlags.com.
1: Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, specializes in portable fire extinguisher sales, inspection, and service. They provide tests of CO2 fire suppression, NOVEC systems, fire detection systems, water mist systems, and safety relief valves on marine vessels. Conveniently located minutes away from Port Fouchon. Our service technicians have a dependable reputation by outstanding service to the marine industry. Stop by Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, 14626 West Main Street, Cutoff, or call 985 632 7233.
6: This is Councilwoman Jessica Domang. I decided to run for office just four years ago because I knew we needed change. I was tired of these same old entrenched politicians not delivering results. My district of East Homa in downtown has been the neglected and forgotten part of town for years with crumbling infrastructure. I have worked hard to clean up my community, and we have delivered unprecedented investments into my district since taking office, including economic development initiatives, millions in road and culvert repairs, and multiple major drainage projects, both completed and in the engineering phase. As your next state representative, I will bring the same work ethic to all of District 53. We are all in this fight together as the underserved communities of our parish. We must all come together so that every resident can be proud to call Terrebonne Parish home. Early voting begins Friday, November third, and ends Saturday, November eleventh. Please vote Jessica Domang, number fifty-eight. Paid for by the Jessica Domang campaign fund. Burn it down.
0: Welcome back play-by-play play. we're rocking out to some Seth Rollins here to wrap up the show we've oh, got our mailbag
1: uh, don't cut you off but during the commercial break we found the exception to the rule
0: of the elderly people are yeah. getting it
1: was, yeah getting smaller <laughs>
0: <laughs> not gonna mention any names we were visited during the commercial break um, first question comes from a listener who wants to know this is actually I think a really good question Casey why don't the Saints use Taysom Hill more of course, there's this stat out there that when he gets like seven carries in a game, the Saints are like 18-1 and one or whatever. I don't know what the stat is, but there's a crazy stat out there that exists, um, which it would seem like it'd be easy. All right, well, we'll just run 15 times every game. The problem with that is something that a lot of people don't realize is that though Taysom Hill's only been with the Saints for four or five years, he's not a young dude. He, he's 33 years old. So to ask him to run the football 15, 20 times a game and almost serve as like a Mike Allstott type of option for your offense, he would break down. I mean, he's 33. That You don't see running backs playing in the NFL at age 33. So that, to me, is the reason why they limit his carries. The most carries he's got in a game this season actually came on Sunday whenever he got 11 against Chicago. He had nine before that against Indy. I wouldn't be surprised here coming up if in the next couple of games they maybe scale that back even a little bit and give him five or six or whatever to kind of take a little break because you don't realize that he's he's pretty long in the two. 33 for a guy who runs that much in the NFL, that's like a dinosaur. Uh, I think that's the reason why they don't use Taysom Hill more than what they do.
1: I would like to see him him in the game a little bit more running the ball, but uh, yeah, they, they, they got to be careful with him.
0: Casey, the, will this be the final season in New England for Bill Belichick? Ah, I think it will. Um they're 2 and 7. The owner wants to win. I don't think they have a quarterback that's going to get them anywhere fast. I don't think Mac Jones is that guy. I could easily see Belichick either retiring being forced out or going to another team in the offseason. I could easily see that. It doesn't look like he's having as as much fun as he used to have. Um, Coaching Mag Jones instead of Tom Brady kind of does that to you. (laughs) Um, I don't think he's going to be back. I think this is his last year in New England. I'm not ready to say retirement, but I think this is his last year in New England.
1: Yeah, I, I I think you may be right. I'd hate to see it happen but you think he uh you don't think he retires
0: i don't i think he would go somewhere else i i i just think he's too stubborn to go out on his sword i think he's going to try to do like brady and go win somewhere else
1: well that would be strange to see him somewhere else
0: like watching emmett smith with the arizona cardinals his last year of his career yeah it was crazy um casey do you think the saints are going to win the nfc south um yeah i do um Atlanta's four and five. Atlanta invents ways to lose game playoff game. Even though by winning the division you'd be at home in the dome in the opening round, I don't think that matters. I think the team plays worse at home than they do on the road. Um I yeah, I think they'll get in, but I don't think they're gonna make any noise once they get in. Think that this is a team that can maybe make a push? No. Yeah, I don't right. no. I don't think so either. Um Who would you take with the number one overall pick in the draft? Would you take Caleb Williams or would you take Drake May? Those are the consensus. Two guys that it looks like it's going to be Drake May, the great quarterback at North Carolina, Caleb Williams, the great quarterback at USC. Um, I would take Caleb Williams. Um, It's not his fault that he doesn't have a defense. I mean, he scores 35, 40, 50 points every week, and some weeks it doesn't go his way based on some of the things that happen around him. But he's a special player. He could escape. He reminds me of Patrick Mahomes. He could get out of trouble. He could get outside of the pocket. Um, I would take Caleb Williams. And it's to the point where if I were Arizona and I'm 1-7 right now and I'm out of it, I would go out of my way to make sure that I would get Caleb Williams, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I but, don't agree with it, but <laughs> no, if you understand,
1: understand what I'm saying. understand, but you don't think they're going to have to uh, get in touch with uh, Caleb Williams and say, uh, Are you going to the NFL? Are you or what are you what is his plan? See now
0: that's the that's the big thing, right? Is that the dad um has come out and said, Oh, you know, if we don't like the situation, we're gonna go back to USC and um we've heard people say that they would maybe do things like that in the past, but they've never actually done it but in the past they were never making money in college so now it's a little bit easier to justify um but sure yeah if i'm if i'm the cardinals and i get the first pick or whomever um i would i would i'd make that call and see hey do you want to be with us or not um
1: is there a certain date where these college players have to decide what they're doing.
0: Yeah, there's a date where you got to either enter the draft or return to school, um,
1: Our portal?
0: Or, or portal, or portal, yeah, or portal. So um, we'll see. Look, let me. I, I'm going to ask the listeners and then you this this question: If you're Carolina and you get the first pick again, you're one in seven. Would you, after one year, go and get another quarterback and give up on Bryce Young already?
1: But it's tough because it, it, it. I would. It is a I don't rookie think, I quarterback.
0: I don't think Bryce Young's got it. I would. I would take Caleb Williams and I would try to trade Bryce Young to somebody who needs a, a quarterback. I. I don't see it. I don't see it. But it is. Uh, it, it. It looks bad on you. Um, and by the way, who am I kidding? Carolina doesn't have their first round pick this year anyway because they traded it to get Bryce yeah. Young. So never mind what I just said. Doesn't make any sense at all. Scratch it. Um, NBA question comes from a listener wants to know Casey do you really think that your Clippers could win the NBA championship Uh, (laughs) yeah I do Uh, I I absolutely think they could win the championship They're they've got a lot of great players man Um, you got Russell Westbrook James Harden Paul George Kawhi Leonard uh, Ivaka Zubac Bones Highland Norman Powell Terrence Mann PJ Tucker like those are nine bona fide NBA players that you could play in a playoff game now Will it be easy? No, of course not. Denver's excellent. They're the defending champions. Boston in the East has been blowing out everybody. It's not going to be easy, but if you told me right now, hey, the Clippers are going to win it all at the end of the year, I wouldn't be surprised by that. I wouldn't be shocked by that. I think that they're on the short list of teams that have a great chance. They were on the short list of teams that had a great chance before they traded for James Harden, and he's certainly not going to do anything to hurt their chances. In his first game of the season, he was he scored 17 points, six assists, and shot 66% from the field. I mean, that that's not doing anything to hurt the team. Um, so, yeah, of course. Of course they've got an opportunity. I don't know if they're the favorite, but they've definitely got a shot for sure.
1: Yeah, they, he'll fit in perfect over there. I think so. I, I think that, uh,
0: that he's going to do well. Um, what would you do? This is the question of the week. What would you do if you were in charge of handling the Michigan situation? Bro, this I go back and forth on this one, and it really makes like I change my opinion week by week. Um, on one hand, I always will in the back of my mind say due process; they're innocent until proven guilty. We need more time to investigate. Um, we probably shouldn't do anything to them this year. Let's let's deal with this in the future. But on the other hand, they're caught on video cheating. Like, so we know there's no innocent until proven guilty. We know um, that they've done some shady things. I would probably, if I were the conference, ban Harbaugh for the year. And I would probably, if I were the conference, just kind of leave it at that for this year and deal out any postseason ramifications in the future. Um, but that's a really tough one. I, this We've never seen – we've seen people get caught cheating, but their allegations happened years in the past. We've never seen a team get caught cheating during the current season that we're playing in, and to me, that makes this so unique. I don't know exactly what I would do, but I tell you, every day I go on ESPN.com and search, and I'm fascinated by how this story continues to unravel.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I mean – Again, we talked about it yesterday. You, you heard the kids; it had nothing to do with this uh, part of the program. I, it's uh, that Harbaugh should not be allowed to coach. If that, if, if, and again, I think already are some reports that he, he's saying he had not, he didn't know about it. He's lying, of course.
0: He's lying,
1: and uh, I don't know. We'll see when after it all plays out.
0: I think he's going to go to the NFL. Uh he played for the Bears a long time. The Bears are reportedly not pleased with what they've got. I think he's going to go to the NFL at the end of this year and remedy uh that whole situation, just remove himself from it completely.
1: It's sad though where he can move on and his team. Yeah, it's sad.
0: No doubt. Next question. Uh Casey, do you think that um let's see. Do you think that the Detroit Lions are for real? The Lions are 6 and 2. Um, they play really well some weeks, some weeks they look a little shaky, like when they lost 38 to six against Baltimore, but they also beat the chiefs on the road and they're coming off of a win against Las Vegas. I do. I think they're for real, man. I think that, uh, Dan Campbell has them going now. Would I pick them head to head against Dallas or Philly or San Francisco? I don't know, but I think that they would be in those games because the lions do something well that you need to do well. In the playoffs, they run the hell out of the football. You need to be able to do that in the playoffs. I think Dan Campbell has buy-in in in his locker room, and I certainly think that they're a a legitimate contender. No doubt about that.
1: Yep. Lions are pretty tough, and they play defense. They can run the football, and like you just mentioned, they have the buy-in with a a head coach who uh, his team believes in.
0: Last one that I'll get, Casey. Casey. Who is LSU's starting quarterback next year, Garrett Nussmeyer or the field? Good question. This is a really good question. So basically the listener is asking, do I think it'll be Garrett Nussmeyer or anybody else in the world? (laughs) Be it somebody on the roster now, be it a signee, be it a transfer portal guy. (sighs) I'm going to go with them shopping in the portal in the offseason. Um, I don't see it with Nuss when he gets in. I think he's a little timid. And look, every time we've seen him play, it has come in some bad situations. Right? He came in in the middle of the SEC championship game against Georgia. That's impossible. Came in in the middle of a fire against Alabama at Alabama when the game was spiraling out of control. That's a bad situation. Um, but I think the Dembrock offense assuming you keep Dembrock this offseason because there's rumors that he may become a head coach. I think the Dembrock offense wants a guy who's a little more mobile and a guy that you could bootleg out and the guy that you could get outside of the pocket and make plays. And I do think they're going to portal shop again. I Don't know if they'll get somebody that'll top Nussmeyer, but I do think that they'll portal shop, try to get a proven player, and a guy that can maybe bring a little bit more stability despite a transition period in their offense. Nice. I, I do think that it's going to be someone besides for Nussmeyer next year.
1: Let me ask you this question. Looking ahead mm-hmm. to next season, mm-hmm. whoever they put at quarterback for LSU most likely would be a step down, Right. I would think would, would so. You, I mean, you would think? I would
0: think so. I mean, it's hard for me to imagine next year's quarterback throwing and completing 72%, 27 touchdowns, four interceptions, rushing for 1,000 yards. I mean, that's ridiculous.
1: So would that worry you as an LSU fan for next year that if the defense is the same or the coordinator comes back, that, that you would be – there's cause for concern?
0: Hell yeah. Um The one thing that gives me a little bit of comfort, and I know we're up against the clock, but I'll I'll leave you guys with this. The one thing that gives me a little bit of comfort in that situation is that Brian Kelly historically has been a year three guy. Year three at Central Michigan, nine and four, won a bowl game, left to go to Cincinnati. Year three at Cincinnati, uh, 12 and 0, made it to the Sugar Bowl, left to go to Notre Dame. Year three at Notre Dame, 12-0, 12-0, went to the BCS National Championship game. So he is a guy that at his stops so far in his career, year one has been eh, year two has been a little better, then year three is where you really pedal to the metal. That gives me a little bit of optimism. But, yeah, if your defense is the same, which hopefully it won't be, hopefully it'll be better, but if your defense is the same and your offense takes a step back, that's that could potentially be very, very scary.
1: But for a team that is not very far off from the college football playoffs because honestly they're not. Yeah,
0: three losses they're, they're, against all top ten. They're, teams.
1: they're not far off. That you shouldn't have to have that concern for the next year, right now. Because I mean, quarterback, yeah. you win. You as a Heisman Trophy.
0: It's um, it'll be very it, interesting. It,
1: so that what I'm trying to get at is that. that Leads me to think even more and more, the defense, the guy, the coordinator is gone. They're
0: going to have to fix it. And they're going to have to fix it. Be it with Matt Howells be it with somebody else, they're going to have to fix it. Um, you hear rum- rumblings about Dave Aranda. I don't know if that's real or not, but they're going to have to fix it because if you're giving up 35, 40 points a game next year, you're going to be right back in this same spot. Probably worse because you won't be scoring 50 next year. Thanks to Tony Clark for the time. Thanks to Turtle for the time. Thanks to you all for the time. Tomorrow we should have BJ Young. Um, Tomorrow we should have Stan Gravois, and we should have a very fun show. We're not going to have Coach Kali tomorrow. Hope you have some great time with the fam. Uh, Love you guys. Have a great rest of the day. You've been listening to KLEB.